Can the church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the saints say hallelujah? Anybody been struggling with anything and felt like it would never be over? But today we can say, and as the scripture often says, and we heard it say that we can speak those things that be not as though they were. And say by faith, the struggle is over. We have victory in Jesus Christ because we know he's more than able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. To God be the glory, church, for all the great things that he is doing and has done and is going to do in our lives. We give honor to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks, Sister Angel, for leading us in devotion today. And Brother Calvin for the prayer in the choir. And Brother Eric and Brother David for the ushers on the floor. And for all you who are here today, thank God for your presence. As we continue on our theme in Isaiah, Isaiah 40. I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah 40, verse 1, we read, it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For our New Testament passage of Scripture today, we'll look at the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10, and begin reading in verse 20. John's Gospel, chapter 10. We're going to begin reading at verse 20. When you find it, say Amen. Again, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It reads, And many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who, is, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Today, I want to share with us briefly from the subject of the Christian experience. Listen to the Good Shepherd. Listen to the Good Shepherd. Let us pray. Kind Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. And we thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the real shepherd. You are the good shepherd. And we should listen to what you have to say. 
We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would move in the midst of your people. Thank you for your movement in, the, in our midst today already, Lord. How you have blessed the songs and blessed the prayers. And pray that you would bless the sharing of your eternal word today. Anoint me afresh, O oh Lord, and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. You are our strength and you are our redeemer. And we declare you are our healer. You are our friend, our guide, our shepherd, Lord. You're the one who can take us from earth to glory. Now bless your people, Lord. And we'll thank you right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our supper today is the Christian experience. Listen to the Good Shepherd. We have been sharing from this theme for some time now. And I hope each time it causes you to reflect on your journey. You reflect on your daily life, and how we treat other people, and how we see ourselves, and how we live before God every day. That we really accept this word, the word Christian, because we want to be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. Not just Sunday morning at 11 a.m., but every day of the week. That we're living to please God, and we're considering our steps, and considering our ways, and how we treat people, and and what we're doing every day. Because we want to know Jesus Christ for ourselves. To be truly born again. To know him as our Lord and personal Savior. Not just because we showed up here at Shady or because of what Grandmama said a long time ago. But because we know him in our hearts. And we're living for him daily. And I would hate for you to live around Shady all your life. And never know the peace of God. That comes from being a true child of God. Because the world says we miss out because we, you know, don't party and don't do all these other things. But we're missing out if we don't know Jesus for ourselves. The songwriter said, I would rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. I'd rather be his than anything this world can afford today. We need to know Jesus for ourselves. And we know that God has a plan for our lives. And, and I always love to read this passage of scripture in Isaiah 40. Because I believe it's a picture. It gives us a vision of God's plan for our lives. His intention for mankind that we live for him. That we do his will. Isaiah 40 and verse 1 says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her. That her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, but she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. That's the, this is the meaning of the gospel, that you can receive the good news that Jesus came to die on the cross for your sins. You don't have to live and then die in your sins. What did Jesus say? If you die in your sins, where I am, you cannot come. But if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have life. He says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So you can start living for Jesus right now. You don't have to wait for the perfect situation, for the grass to be greener. You know, they say the grass always looks greener on the other side. Probably because they're watering the grass over there. And you ain't doing nothing about your life. You're not accepting the word that has come to bring life to you. Come on and accept Jesus today. 
Let him saturate you. You know, Lord, send your rain. Rain on me, Lord. That my life might be full and fruitful doing your will. So every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought. Lord, we just talked about your mountainside might have been rough, but the struggle is now over. If you let Jesus in your life, you can climb every mountain until you find out where God wants you to be. Let Jesus lead you up the mountain. And if you have to go down through the valley, it says, and, and the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. No matter where you are on this journey, if you don't know what to do, call on the name of the Lord. He'll guide you through the valley and the rough places. And it says, and the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. With God on your side, you can make it through those rough places. You can make it through the times when you don't know what to do. We're talking about listening to the good shepherd. It said the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, in this journey, what 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 I'm finding out, you know, sometimes we don't know what to do next. We don't know why we're going through some season of trial. Sometimes we begin to blame ourselves and, you know, what did I do wrong or, you know, why is this happening to me? But I want you to know that one day the Lord is going to reveal all of these things. And, you know, what I love about revelation is that you ain't got to work for a revelation. You ain't got to fight for it. It's going to be revealed. It's like when someone gives you a present and they just move the cover off or take the wrapping paper off. It's going to be revealed. And the glory of the Lord is going to be seen. And everybody's going to know that God was working all the time. I want us to trust in God today. I know we've had difficult moments and difficult times. And some of you may have been, it may have been a while. But know that God's going to show himself to you. His glory is going to be revealed. And we're going to rejoice And the God of our salvation. Let's continue today in the gospel of St. John. John chapter 10. Our text of scripture today. John's gospel was written. That we might believe that Jesus is the Christ. The son of God. Yes he came and he was born. But he came to show that. That we could live free from the power of sin. Because of his death on the cross for us. And when we believe that we have life everlasting. But John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's what makes us Christ-like. Because we believe in his son. We believe in his power to forgive sin. And we believe in his grace to give us life to overcome sin. Throughout our lives. For the Bible says the grace of God has appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We ought to live soberly and righteously and godly. Not over in heaven but in this present world. That's why Jesus died. That's why he came. So we could live in this present world. By the power of God. So today we want to talk from John's Gospel, chapter 10, beginning in verse 20, to understand that we need to listen to the Good Shepherd. 
the Christian experience, listen to the good shepherd. The first thing I want us to understand today in John chapter 10 is that so many times in this life, we try to do our own thing. Do it our own mindset, our own concepts. We need to listen to what Jesus has said to us. And then we can receive the blessing that he has in store for us. Many times if you don't listen, you're going to miss on how to get something done. We got to listen to what the good shepherd has to say. So the first thing I want to see in John 10 and verse 20 says, trust what he says. John chapter 10 and verse 20. It reads, and many of them said, he has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. We either trust what he says. And so many times, especially among religious people, we have our own thoughts and our own imaginations and our own way of doing things. And when God has told us something to do, we begin to think, you know, well, that don't sound right to me. I think I can come up with a better plan. You know, the church over on the other side of town, they did this. And last year we did that, but. And we don't understand and and trust what God has plainly told us already. So we begin to say stuff like what these Pharisees said. And they said, he has a demon. And is mad. What a tragic thing to say about the son of God. Do you know people will call you out of your name? Call you stuff that don't, that's nowhere close to your character. But because they're not listening to what Jesus has said, they'll just say anything. So others said, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? See, it's it's not always just what he said, but it's also what Jesus has already done. You ought to look how far God has brought us. Did he bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light? Hadn't he done great things for you? So whenever you hear people say things that don't sound right, sometimes you ought to tell them. No, my Jesus is not like that. My God is a mighty God. He's a wonderful Savior. He's a redeemer. He's a healer. He's done great things for me. I don't know what you come to do, but I have come to lift up the name of Jesus. Because I know what he's done for me. We ought to listen to the good shepherd. Verse 22 talks about that Jesus was actually in the temple. He was walking around in the temple. And the Jews surrounded him and they challenged him again saying, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. See, the reality is nobody else can keep you in doubt. You have the power to make up your own mind about Jesus Christ. Don't let what somebody else say keep you from believing who God is. You can trust in God for yourself. You can read his word for yourself. You can believe it for yourself. 
You either trust what Jesus has said. They're going to surround him. Try to make him say something else. He'd already told him the truth. But they were the ones who did not trust what Jesus said. Let's look at Proverbs 3. Y'all know it. Y'all can probably start quoting it. Proverbs 3 and 5. That's what it says. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. We're talking about trusting what God, what Jesus, what the good shepherd has said. We're talking about the Christian experience. Listen to the good shepherd. The second thing I want us to say today in this message is accept what he says. Accept what he said. Look at John 10 and verse 25. It said, then Jesus answered them. I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. See, we accept what the good shepherd has said. You know, it's, you, know you can hear somebody talk to you and give you instructions. You can say, well, that's a strange thing or I don't understand that and. You can sit there and wait for understanding. And the problem is already being worked out by everybody else that doesn't listen. See, Jesus said, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. See, I have already shown you. I've given you instruction, and yet you do not believe. It's because you have not accepted what he has said. See, it says, but you do not believe. Because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. See, over and over again, it's you. It's you, it's you and you. Stop blaming everybody else for what God is doing in their lives and not doing in your life. If you would accept what God has said, then you would have everything that God has promised. What did God say in his word? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I want you to accept the word of God. I want you to have him in your heart. I want you to know him for yourself. Stop blaming everybody else. Because it's about you. Verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. See, Jesus ain't dragging you in the, sh- in the shady dell. And he sure ain't going to drag you up into heaven. If you don't want to go, the old saints say, don't hinder me. Stop worrying about what everybody else is saying and accept Jesus for yourself. And when you accept him for yourself, you'll follow him. The Lord said, go to this side of town. You're going over there. You'll say, come follow me over here. You'll follow him right on over there. And everywhere you go, you'll find a blessing. There might be some things you got to go through with a Calvin. But oh, when you get there, oh, the joy of the Lord that'll meet you. Hallelujah. And you'll find out why you went through those things. And you'll say, I'm glad I counted the cost. When first I started to seek the Lord. 
I'm glad I, I sure I fully measured to his word. I'm talking about accepting what Jesus has said. That's what we need. We either listen to the good shepherd. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And see, we need to accept what Jesus has said. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 1 says, We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you, and in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We need to accept what the good shepherd has said. We need to stop looking around at everybody else and, you know, thinking that everybody got it better than me. Everybody knows something I don't know. Because if you accept what Jesus said, you will know what everybody else seemed to know. And you know just what God wants you to do in your life. Because one day we're going to have to stand before him. I'm going to have to stand before God. I can't wait to say, well, you know, so-and-so said, or that preacher said, or the choir said, or, or, the, or the trustee board said. i got to say, Lord, here am I. Send me. I'll go if I have to go by my, I'll go and do what you told me to do. We got to accept what the good shepherd has said. The third thing and the last thing today is we got to be confident in what he says. We got to be confident in what he says. Look at verse 28. He says, and I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. See, we can be confident in the good shepherd. We don't have to worry about the future. We don't have to worry about the past. We can trust God for the present because we are confident in what he has said to us. If he said he will never leave you nor forsake you, guess what? He ain't going to leave you and he ain't going to leave you standing by the road by yourself. He's always there. And we got to trust in him. And know that he will be with us. He says, I give them eternal life. And just because you may be getting older, time is, is slipping away and you might feel like your best days are behind you. I want you to look up and say, I have eternal life because God has promised me that. I'm living to live again. So I have eternal life. And it says, and they shall never perish. See, when this old earthly body has given up, we have a soul that will forever live in the presence of God. And I want everybody at Shadydale to be around that throne that day. Because we have given our hearts and given our lives to Jesus Christ. So what if they say you're going to die? Die in the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And when you die in the Lord, Jesus says, precious in the sight of the Lord. The devil, his saints. So don't be afraid of death. Tell death, whenever you get here, I'll be ready. Hallelujah! And tell the devil to shut up. Keep your mouth shut. Because Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. Don't let death be the thing that scares you. Tell death to be afraid. Because one day, Jesus is coming on back. With all the power, all the glory, and all of the honor. Blessed be his name. He's given us eternal life. We ought to remind ourselves sometimes. I have eternal life. I got eternal life. I'm going to hold on to eternal life. And no matter what comes my way, I'm going to hold on to that. Because I believe what Jesus Christ has said to me. And it says, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Now see, if you leave Jesus' hand, it ain't nobody's fault but yours. It's all on you today. It ain't on the good shepherd. The good shepherd is a good shepherd. He knows how to handle everything. Put your life in his hand. You'll be safe, secure from all evil. I'm telling you today to put your life in the hands of the good shepherd. Lean and depend on him. Trust in him and believe in him. And do what he says. And it says, my father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. You know how a child feels when his daddy is standing behind him? He can go anywhere and do anything. Face anybody and any foe. See, come on, my daddy is standing right here. Come on, I'm ready now. Come on, let's do it. We can get into any fright, any fray, any trouble. And call on our father. The good shepherd is standing by. And we can make it through it all. And he says, I and my father are one. And no matter what you face in this journey, we can make it. We can be confident in our father. Let's close with Philippians chapter 1. One of my favorite scriptures when I was in seminary. Any of those of you who are in college or been in school, and the first day you get there, you're like, man, it's going to take a long time. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. You may have a few tests that you failed and a few teachers that you can't get along with. But I want you to know you can make it and be confident in God. Philippians 1 and verse 3 says, I thank my God upon every member of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident. Hallelujah, somebody. Being confident. Hallelujah, somebody. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you. He might, he might work something. He might do this. and I, He that has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to listen to Christ today. I want to accept him and be confident in what he says. Because everything we're looking for at Shadydale, everything you're looking for in your life, 
Everything you need to happen in your family. I want you to be confident today. If you need God to heal you, stop doubting about it. And be confident in this one thing. If you got work to do in your life and got a purpose to fulfill and seems like it's not working out, I want you to be confident in this one thing. He's going to work it out for you. As a congregation, we got a lot of things ahead of us. But I want us to be confident in this one thing. Jesus, the good shepherd, he's able and he will complete it until the day he come back. And we can know that we've been listening to the good shepherd. I pray you understood the message today as we stand together. The Christian experience, listen to the good shepherd.